Well, hello there. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> All right. Welcome, everyone, back to another episode of Muggle with a Mic. Katie here, and I have two special guests here today. Well, not a guest, well, Phil. Phil, the usual guest that's on almost every episode, is joining me. Hey, Phil. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. It, there's yep. a delay. We'll deal with it. There's a little bit of a delay because we're having thunderstorms here. But okay, we're gonna we'll, bit of a delay. yeah, we'll we'll be good. Um, and we also are joined. This is a Star Wars episode, so we are joined by Jedi Master Roberto. Hello, Robbie. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me back. Welcome back. We have lost Phil's video. <laughs> we have made it 38 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, he just reappeared like Liam. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna do mugs. Okay. Who okay. wants to go with their mug first? I'll go with my mug first. Okay, Phil. Are we recording now? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. Well, let me show you my mug. <laughs> okay, today's mug is Vader. Ah. Well, and this this mug's cool, and you won't see all the special effects because I have a cold beverage, but it is one of the heat changing mugs, which I don't typically care for too much. But it has on the other side, it has Vader, and oh, when you get a cool. hot beverage, it says "I'm your father" huh. on it. Nice. That's so cool. maybe later, later Vader, when maybe later uh, on, I'll put some hot beverage in there, and you can see it. Okay. Right now, it's it's cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Neato. Well, let's go to the number one Vader fan. What mug <laughs> did you bring? Well, I've come to the realization I need more Star Wars mugs. So what? I only had the one. So today I'm uh, I'm off theme. Oh, you got Squid Squid Game. Oh, that's, that's oh, what man. I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> no. it I knew what it was. Like I was game. just kidding. Right? Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. I know. And I'll go shopping for Star Wars mugs because I only have one. Slacker. <laughs> Slacker. Don't worry. I don't have a Star Wars one. Katie, uh, is yours going to be a Tiki, that Tiki? No. Tiki Yoda mug? I thought thir three oh. times was too much, even though I have two of them. So technically I wasn't <laughs> using the same mug. But no, I actually bought this myself. I'm pretty excited about it. It is not Star Wars themed, although my shirt is. Fun little fact about this shirt. Yeah. It's brew through. May the brew be with you. <laughs> And it's nice. from Brew Through in the Outer Banks, which I love. And I have tons of shirts from every year that I went there, even when I couldn't drink. Anywho, but this is on point with color theme. But it says, what's Yin's drinking? <laughs> and Pittsburgh, it's slang for Yin's for you guys or whatever, yes, yeah. you people. What's, yeah. What Yin's drinking? So with this in mind, I would like Yin's to choose my beverage. I have three beverages. All are in honor of you and McGregor. They are all Scottish beverages. Scottish sriracha sauce. <laughs> I want you to get a mug of sriracha. No. Okay, so our first option, this is just what I had in the house. Bellhaven Scottish Ale. Okay. We have Iron Brew, which is like an orange, I guess you could call it orange drink. Phil knows what this is, right? Iron Brew. Iron Brew. It's Brie. Iron Brew, bro. 
<laughs> anyway, so that's the third option. That's like a soda. Our second option. This is the third option. This is the one I'm hoping you choose. <laughs> Sassanac whiskey. Ooh. In a beautiful bottle. I hardly ever drink this, as you can tell. Right. I save it for special occasions. So, which well, one will, will you I drink be a drinking? Whole mug full of whatever we pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, not when it comes to the whiskey. That's uh, yeah. that's all about quality, not quantity. Yeah, that could be an interesting podcast. If, <laughs> by the end of it, you might hear what I really think speech. about Obi Wan. Right. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Phil? I'm gonna pick Iron Brew just because when I was in Scotland, we drank that a lot. And fun fact, and I think almost every country, Coca-Cola is like the biggest number one seller, except for Scotland. And that is the biggest soft drink because it's made right there. Mm. And actually, it has iron in it. I mean, it's, I believe they add extra like iron because... They melt down the iron and you drink the liquid iron? Well, not, <laughs> not that kind of iron, but um, that's why they call it that. It's like... So, but it kind of tastes like baby aspirin. It, in it a way. tastes. It's like it tastes like a a knockoff Dreamsicle. I felt like. Yeah, uh, mixed yeah. with it's kind of like Mountain Dew, but it's a Dreamsicle Mountain Dew. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I vote for that. I mean, Dreamsicles are pretty good. I'll concur with Phil. Okay. I'll say Iron Brew. Okay. Maybe I'll add a little Sassanac to it. At some there you point. go. <laughs> yeah, there there was no stipulation. No, no, I would never insult Sam Hewen with mixing that uh, that whiskey with anything else. I'm gonna. I wonder if you uh, McGregor's ever drank Iron Brew. I'm sure he. I'm sure when he needs a blood transfusion, it's probably this. <laughs> okay, here goes the Foley artist, Phil. You ready? That sounded good. Yeah. <sighs> Tastes like mm. Scotland. Where did you uh, where did you find Iron Brew? Is that like uh, jungle in the, jungle gyms in the jungles of the Amazon? Uh, <laughs> that's hard to track down around here. Find a lot in the jungles of the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> but now we're going to get straight into the Obi Wan Kenobi series. We're going to talk about it came out in 2022, which is this year. It's rated TV 14. All of these six episodes were directed by Deborah Chow, who also directed two Mando episodes, season one, episode three, and season one, episode seven, she directed. A synopsis for the series, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi watches over young Luke Skywalker and evades the Empire's elite Jedi hunters during his exile on the desert planet of Tatooine. Starring Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. Well... No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see much watching over Luke in this. Yeah. No, that's for sure. <laughs> we got like a 30 second clip of it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Owen doesn't want him watching over him. Right. True. So the, the series stars Ewan McGregor back reprising his role as Obi-Wan. Vivian Lyra Blair as little baby Leia. Uh, Moses Ingram as Inquisitor Reva, or th also known as Third Sister. Hayden Christensen comes back as Darth Vader or Anakin, but we just learned Anakin no more. Mm -hmm. And Rupert Friend is the Grand Inquisitor. Okay, so we just watched episode six. Mm -hmm. We're going to go with Robbie real quick for, for the first. What are your first reactions to episode six? Uh, first reaction. So 
the fight was awesome. That was, I mean, having the mask chopped up uh, by Obi-Wan's blade and then hearing uh, Hayden's voice through the mix in with Vader with um, James Earl Jones's voice. Yeah. Like having those mixed together was just super cool. The Then Qui-Gon at the end, that was awesome. Getting a little, it almost felt like they were setting up a season two with that appearance. It's almost like, you know, he showed up and then now there's like more story to be told now that he's finally rekindled the connection to the force. But that was kind of my interpretation. I felt going into it, if Qui-Gon or Ahsoka were in this, that would be indicative of a season two possibly. But they had that already in there before they announced the season two. Phil, what were your thoughts on episode six? I liked it. I thought it was the best, uh, best episode. Out of all six, it was the best one, especially the part, you know, with like you were saying, with uh, the big Obi-Wan Darth Vader face off. Mm -hmm. So uh, did you think that Obi-Wan was way OP in that? The lifting all the rocks um, and just pelleting Vader with, you know, beating down Vader with the rocks. That was pretty OP, but. Am I missing out? What does uh, describe OP for me? Am I not knowing something? Overpowered. Okay, that's Over what I figured. I just thought it was a Star Wars thing I didn't know. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. He was OP1 Kenobi. OP1 Kenobi. Yeah. Because you look back at the movies and you never saw him. I mean, I thought that was cool, but you'd never really seen Obi Wan break yeah. medieval like that. Or get He's, like that with Anakin. Cool. I feel like he held back with Anakin because he was training him. Yeah. Yeah. He's used the force push, you know, prominently throughout the saga, but never, you know, all the force levitation and just slinging all the. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. You know, th this episode did surprise me because I thought that coming out of it, Vader would have possibly thought that Obi-Wan was dead. Mm hmm. Because yep. now, you know, he just got his butt kicked again, which is going to make Vader more upset. Yep. And he's going to be hunting down Obi-Wan. So I don't, I, I'm not sure how that will fit in going forward. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, so is he just going to yeah. give up on finding Obi-Wan? There's a season two. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about fitting in with the canon because obviously when New Hope rolls around, he hasn't seen him in a long time. But what I'm saying is wherever they choose to end the Obi-Wan saga, yeah. it's going to be with yeah. Vader thinking he's dead. Yeah. I mean, that has to be, right? Because it just wouldn't add up that Vader would never like stop the search until he knew Obi-Wan was dead. Yeah, that's going to be the main thing. You saw, even in that episode, he gave up finding the Rebels in, in order just to pursue Obi-Wan. Right. Yep. So question, what do you think the Qui-Gon-Obi-Wan conversation is happening right now i mean what what is he needing qui-gon now for if it if not to take down vader is that going to be their conversation you know qui-gon's probably saying you know way to train anakin there obi-wan good job <laughs> you left him you in had your one hands. job <laughs> yeah a little bit of force hazing is going on there for sure <laughs> but i'm glad they got liam neeson in there he was one of yeah. my favorite prequel characters and if he would not have shown up after they teased him in the first couple episodes i would have been extremely uh disappointed yeah yeah it was good to see that pay off and i think you asked uh katie what is like what is the purpose or what's their connection <laughs> going to be based on now 
Yeah. I think for one, Qui-Gon will then pass on what he's learned of the force to Obi-Wan so that when it's Obi-Wan's time to pass on into the force, he'll have an easier time transcending his form and appearing to Luke or uh, connecting with Luke easier. Cause gotcha. I almost interpret it, interpret that as it took Qui-Gon that long to finally talk to him. Right. And part of it was Obi-Wan not listening so much, or maybe not being in tune with the force, but part of it was Qui-Gon going through a journey on the other side of the force to learn how to do that. Interesting. But in a way, in a way too, if you go back to the prequels, like Yoda was like, hey, I've been, you know, Qui-Gon's been sending me some DMs, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the force. I've been talking to him. Right. I'm going to tell you how to do it. So uh, here, take Luke. And so Qui-Gon's already been talking, you know, in contact with Yoda. He's already been able to manifest himself. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, true. Interesting. True. Well, now that we, I feel like we've got audio back. Do you want to, let's just go episode by episode. We got a little bit of six there. Episode one is when agents of the empire pose a new threat. Obi-Wan Kenobi emerges years after hiding. The beginning of the series started with a prequels recap. What did you feel when you saw mm. that the first time? Nostalgia. Like it took I me back. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those were my, that was my trilogy I grew up with. So it made me feel old, honestly. It's like, man, these films have been out over 20 years. Like, that's crazy. But yeah, it was great to see. And it's good that Disney's like recognizing the prequels now because there was a like narrative when they bought Star Wars from Lucas that the prequels weren't well liked. They immediately canceled the Clone Wars, which was set in the prequels. So mm. it's good to kind of see them coming back around a little bit on the uh, prequel trilogy. Mm. Phil. Did you like the prequels? I did like the prequels. I don't feel they were as good as the originals, but yeah, I, I mean, I went to the theaters and saw three of them and enjoyed them. Well, you have you have memories of going to see it then, the, you know, the big pomp and circumstance for it. And you even went to we saw pictures of you going to the Star Wars celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I was excited, especially, you know, when Phantom Menace came out, just the hype leading up to it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is the most amazing thing ever. I mean, I think no matter what you kind of did with that first movie, it was going to let people down because you had all those years of anticipation. And, you know, after you saw it a couple of times, it's like, mm, it's not as great as, <laughs> as I want it to be. But it was still, you know, it's still good. But you had names in there like Qui-Gon was mentioned in the originals, right? So you got to see Qui-Gon on, on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Did we know about Maul and stuff like that? No, I mean he was a new new character. I'm sorry, I was freaked out by him, and I was, yeah, 13 years old. I think he was intense. Yeah, no, going in and and seeing that, I mean, you didn't know anything about the character. You just saw the kind of pictures, and you know, from the trailer, it was just like, oh my gosh, he, you know. And I hated it. He got killed off like in the first. <laughs> You know, but the first movie. And I, I think that was <laughs> kind of one of the problems with the uh, the prequel trilogy is, I mean, they had Palpatine as kind of underlying villain, mm -hmm. but they needed somebody like Darth Vader. They needed Darth Maul. He needed to survive through the whole thing. And they kind of did that with Dooku because like, okay, well, we killed off Maul, but then they, they came back with, oh, well, here's going to be the up, up in front villain. You know, because you had Palpatine in the back just kind of manipulating everything, but they needed mm -hmm. someone to be the face of 
a consistent puppet. Yeah, yeah, and and they kind of killed Maul off, which was like he was awesome. Yeah. So I wish they would have um, stuck around. He would have stuck around a little bit. I was actually hoping that he would come back in this series. <laughs> I hope he's back in every series. How dare they cancel the Solo movie? There should have been another one. Anywho. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so episode one, we get the prequel recap. Mm -hmm. We see Obi living in a cave. What were your thoughts on how they executed how Obi was like a loner? Weird man living in a cave. For me, it built up context because you you expected Obi-Wan to be broken uh, just because of how, I mean, he basically thought he murdered his best friend, right? Like he thought he killed his best friend. His brother. Him, left him to die. Yeah, family even. He viewed him as a brother. So, you know, he left him to die in a burning pit of lava with his legs chopped off. So, I mean, yeah. he, that would be pretty traumatic to go through so it makes sense that i mean he, he's just a basically a hermit he literally lives in a cave you know he's just trying to make ends meet just enough to provide for himself and his little uh eopi was he stealing the meat for him or for the eopi it looked like he was stealing it for the eopi because he yeah he like fed it, fed it yeah him. i think it was for both of them could have me been. and my eopi we're gonna have steak for dinner <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> was that like cray dragon steak like meat i wondered what they were cutting up I uh, must have been. Dragon. yeah it was super raw it like yeah. super tender yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was kind of mixed about it i don't know they they had him all cut off in the force so like he was sitting there watching luke and is like oh i'm gonna have to train him well how are you gonna train him if you cut yourself off and you, you don't even know how to use the force any longer was he fully cut off from the force or was he just so splintered and just kind of, I don't know because you know, he never used really used the force for the first like three episodes. Right. He does call out to Qui-Gon in the first episode. Unsuccessfully. Yeah. Unsuccessfully. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you can't really expect to like call out to Qui-Gon if you're not, you know, meditating in the force and yeah. trying to, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't think it was like a Luke Skywalker thing where he was completely cut off and, you know, last Jedi ordeal. How did the Jedi on Tatooine track him down in the middle of the desert? I mean, that's a good point. You know, he's out there just, you know, trying to be in hiding. And this Jedi just walks up to him and says, hey, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Didn't really think that one through. Well, but they can sense each other, right? Yeah. Well, you why couldn't sense. the dark side since, I mean, that's true. Why, why can't the grand inquisitor since, I mean, I, I see it makes sense like him cutting himself off from the force. So the inquisitors can't find him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I was kind of like, mm, how, how did they, how did that guy track him down in the middle of a desert? Yeah. Now, if we, if we notice Obi-Wan was never around the grand inquisitors when they were there, but he was probably in town. Doesn't know who the Jedi are the hide that are hiding. So maybe the guy was in town and sensed to Obi. Like you have to be close. I don't know. I mean, Obi could sense Vader from, well, he sensed Luke from planets away. So that mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. So I don't know. But I think that was the whole point of like, you know, Yoda, he hit on Dagobah because you had that dark side tree, which is really powerful in the dark side. And it kind of canceled out 
his like his light side and that's why he was able to hide on that planet they couldn't sense him Mm -hmm. because i think yoda very much used the force too like he was not he didn't go and just cut himself off like Mm. he was meditating constantly and yeah hovering (laughs) 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 yeah Water the dark side tree, yeah, I but, will. <laughs> but he almost just like, well, you know, Obi-Wan was kind of like, I don't give a crap about anybody. I don't care if these people die. I mean, you know, he was just, he wasn't willing to like. No, I mean, yeah, he saw that Jedi hanging in the street and he just didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think because he was so focused on the mission, it's just like, I got to protect Luke. I can't, I can't, you know, risk anything One else. One task but at a time. Safe. But then, yeah. But then he's like, okay, well, screw it. I'm going to go help Leia. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Leia needed help. She was captured by the dark side or was about to be. So Luke didn't need help. He has his aunt and uncle watching over him. So, I I mean, I think he was figuring out the lesser of the bad situations. But what did you think? Okay, what did you think about Leia, the actress playing Leia? I'm just going to say I loved her. I think she was the perfect choice. I think, I mean, she looked like Leia. She kind of had the same attitude, even though, like you said, she, she it was kind of, it got to a point where it's just like, dang, just listen to Obi-Wan. You're, you're, get, you're, you're annoying little kid. You're, <laughs> you know, they wouldn't have been in near as much trouble if she would have just, yeah, yeah, true. Robbie, what'd you think of Leia? Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. I thought they nailed the casting for her. And I think, like, I thought she was a really good actress for a, child especially like she she would play the sassiness good and she would play like the scared like when she was about to be put in the interrogation chamber later on in the series like she played scared very good and she played coy at times like she was i thought it fit the character pretty well the interrogation room when she says i have to tell my father first that's okay because you said we're on the right (laughs) on the same side right right (laughs) yep Oh, no, I liked her. How about also the metal detector settings on the Jedi Force when he goes to find his lightsaber in the sand? That was a little... ah, I thought that was a little far-fetched. It's like, really, you're going to know right where you buried them in a a whole, like, sand planet? You just know the right spot. He used the Force GPS. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's the FPS. Force positioning system. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just like on Breaking Bad. He went out and buried him and then had the GPS coordinates and bought a lottery ticket with those numbers and hung yeah. it up on his fridge. That's what he, that's, that's <laughs> so he knew where point. to go get him. <laughs> right. uh, what, what, what did you think about bringing Leia front and center instead of Luke for this series? I mean, everybody kind of assumed it was going to be Luke because that's what you saw in the trailer, you know, but it's really he took a back seat and. They made it all about Leia. I think they uh, they fooled us pretty beautifully. I did mm-hmm. think it was going to be about Luke, and I think and I worry that when people saw that it was Leia at first, they were disappointed it wasn't Luke. But I think it it paid off. I think it was really yeah. good. And then we bring it back to Luke at the end. So it's it and it also paints a beautiful picture of why Obi Wan is Leia's only hope. Why they had such a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think though? it messes with the canon just a little bit because if Obi-Wan knows that that's Vader's daughter and obviously if he's around her when she's a kid, he can probably feel that she's force sensitive and, you know, and, and return the Jedi, it's just like, well, you know, that boy's our last hope. And it's like, 
Yoda's like, well, no, there's another. <laughs> it's like, wouldn't kind of Obi-Wan know that, you know, Leia, she could be a Jedi too? Yeah, I mean, the original trilogy kind of, Lucas kind of later on contradicted himself with the prequels. Like, there's a line in Return of the Jedi where Leia says she remembers her real mother. Yeah. Leia, do you remember your mother, your real mother? Just a little bit. She died when I was very young. What do you remember? Just images, really. Feelings. Tell me. She was very beautiful, kind, but sad. Why are you asking me this? I have no memory of my mother. I never knew her. And she died like, when I was very young, like five yeah. minutes after I was born. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, that that's a good point about the Obi-Wan line. Unless he just thought at that point Leia was too old to learn. I, I mean, but it, she wouldn't have been much older than Luke when he started his training. So I don't know. Luke, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So do you think, I mean, it did we know she was force sensitive until The Last Jedi? We didn't know anything up until we saw her. Well, you didn't know she was any relation. No, you didn't because no, Luke was like freaking kissing on her and stuff. He, <laughs> he didn't know that it was this. <laughs> sister i mean you didn't know she was force sensitive or right <laughs> but i'm sorry how so you're saying the force would have let luke know that that was his sister so he wouldn't kiss her or what <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying like if you know obi-wan could sense that like luke was strong in the force he should have been able to sense that leo was strong in the force and like you okay, really didn't you. know like in the original trilogy i mean you didn't know that Obi-Wan really knew that Leia was related. You didn't, mm -hmm. you knew that he knew that Luke was Vader's, but you didn't know necessarily in the original trilogy that Obi-Wan knew that Leia was Luke's brother or Vader's kid. Right. You didn't know, but it didn't prove that he didn't know. No, but this really kind of, I mean, he definitely knows it's, you know, the connections and that she should be force sensitive. All right, let's, let's move on to episode two on a dangerous crime ridden world. Obi-Wan becomes a target. So this is, yeah. this is on, I wrote down the planet name so that I would remember. And now I don't know where I wrote it. Dayu, Dayu planet, Dayu, which is created yep. for this series by Joby Harold. And it's supposed to resemble Hong Kong. I definitely could see the res resemblances. Yeah. What do you think of this episode, Robbie? What do you think of the city? What do you think of Obi taking? What? How's it start out? So he's rescuing Leia from there, right? Leia, She's in a yeah. cell. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Overall, pretty, pretty good episode. I mean, it was like after seeing the whole series, it's probably one of the lower down for me, but still, like, mm -hmm. I, I like the Dayu City or the planet. Um, Definitely see the Hong Kong references, like all the neon and the close together buildings and just kind of stacked on top of one another. I'm trying to think how, like I'm looking through the notes. Yeah, they. this is where Bale comes and asks Obi to go and he says no. And then he finally decides to go. And, and wait, that's at the end of season episode one, right? Yeah, that's when he takes the plunge and he yes. starts off on the adventure. But yes, this is more so where the Inquisitors are running around and kind of not 
doing much, but they and then Reva gets in the chase. Yeah, mm-hmm. she chases him down. So on the rooftop. Right. They they were inquisiting. Yes. We get the big reveal that to Obi-Wan that he realizes Vader's alive Anakin's alive. At the end, yeah. 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 So that was cool. Yeah, the look on his face was just pure terror. Mm-hmm. How did I know that Anakin was killing all the younglings and she survived, but how did she really know that he was Vader? Yeah. Because I didn't think I was, you know, general knowledge that. Star Wars theory was questioning this because it, yeah. it, it makes sense for her to know who Anakin was, but how is she connecting Anakin to Vader? Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That is a good point. I know there was like, Cause oh, go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, because he sounds different. He, he's wearing armor. I mean, he never takes armor off in front of anybody. And mm-hmm. he goes by his Sith name. I mean. The only like somewhat plausible thing I can come up with is when you see Obi-Wan and Yoda in uh, Revenge of the Sith. And they are looking at the, um, the um, Jedi Temple archive footage. And they see Palpatine like announcing him as Lord Vader. I don't know if she could have gotten her hands on that somehow. Anakin has his helmet and stuff on or no? No, it's when he's still Anakin. Like when he's still. And there's a shot of Yoda and Obi-Wan going back to the Jedi Temple. And they they review footage and they see Anakin killing younglings. and, And then there's the shot where. Palpatine says, like, you've done well. Rise, Lord Vader. Yeah. Rise. <laughs> Rise. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, you may be right. Maybe she was a little a little imp and she went around and went in the archives when she wasn't supposed to. I mean, that's the only thing that, like, other than that, it's just poor writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan Johnson wrote it. Yeah, Ryan. Was, they, they hired Ryan for that episode. <laughs> Well, I think they could have did a reveal. I mean, there was other ways they could have done a reveal. Obviously, if he got kind of close, he could have just sensed him and been like, "Oh my gosh, that's you know, that's Anakin." Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else happens in this episode? Oh, the clone trooper on the street begging. Uh, that was cool, and it also shows how the Empire yeah. just does not care. Like they're just yeah, abandoned. I like, I like that. Yeah. It was also, it really tied in clone the Clone Wars series because you saw mm-hmm. how much, even though the prequels didn't show it, you saw how much Obi-Wan worked with them. Mm-hmm. And to see one of them on the street, just super sad. Yep. And that was even a, it looked like a 501st uh, clone trooper. He had the blue uh, armor. So that would have been one of Anakin's potential uh, uh, clones mm-hmm. that he commanded. So. Oh, heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. All more reason to have Ahsoka in here somewhere. True. Yeah. Season two. Yeah. <laughs> we need some orange and blue helmets. Could have had Rex, Rex, Rex in there someplace. Yeah. An older one. Right. Like yeah. white hair. Maybe that was Rex. He's taking a turn for the worse if that was Rex. <laughs> he had a lot more hair on his head. <laughs> True. Yeah. Rex. Rex was usually bald. shaved head, and then by yeah. the yeah by the right. time you see him in the older, he's bald. So. I did like in that episode Obi-Wan's resourcefulness like when the guy slipped that spice in his pocket and he used it later on to yeah escape bomb yeah from yeah. flea yeah and then they that was cool but got high on spice 
the girl that gave him the spice is played by Ewan's real real life daughter. Oh, Which really? Cool. I was unaware of that. And she also, I have to do it. I have to do it. I showed the picture to my sister, Jenny. That girl and her hairstyle is what my sister looked like in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Just not pink hair. But right. then... <laughs> Minus pink hair. <laughs> and I showed her the picture and she lost it. She Because it was so accurate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, we have, I have to talk about this scene where Obi saves Leia from falling. Oh, yeah. That was a, you could tell that was a struggle for him. That's like, but again, I like, I think I didn't take it as him shutting off or, you know, disconnecting from the force. I just took him as being really out of practice. Mm -hmm. Like, that's yeah. why he struggled Rusty. so hard to, yeah. Cause he barely saves her. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when he finally does, he kind of slumps over. Right. Like it took, it took a little bit out of him to, to use the force, but. Mm -hmm. Phil. I uh, I would like to seen him in that episode. I kept on like he's a Jedi mind trick, like when he was trying to avoid people or or uh, I thought for sure he was going to use that. But did he use it on Haja Kumal Nanjiani? Did he use it the first time when he said you're going to help me? You're going to help me, and he just goes, "I'm going to help you." He might have actually. I don't think I don't know, but I did. I tell you, I really like that character. <laughs> I'm glad they brought him back because you thought he was going to be a villain and he ended up not being because he's just like when he found out it was Obi-Wan Kenobi, it's like, we got to find him. And you thought he was going to turn him in for reward money. And he, he's like, now, nah, you know, I got to get you off the planet. Right. So I, I did. I did like that. He, he did have some redeemable qualities. Uh, yeah, I didn't like him at first. I got to be honest. I wanted to like him because I love Kamal or Kamal. I can I don't want to say it right, yeah. wrong, so I'll say it both ways. But I didn't like him at first. But then I liked him at the end of the season when he's helping yeah. keep Leia safe and everything. Yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, ah, oh, this dude. In the first episode, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, but well, then, I thought he was going to be a one-off throwaway character. Right. But yeah, yeah by the end of the uh, series, I, I was liking him a lot more. So. Do you know what I think they should do? I think that they should have an escape room that he works in and he does all those... <laughs> All those things where he makes things close, but you have to Magnets. escape the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the comm link where he's going, you will let these people ride on your ship. I will let these people ride on my ship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paging Dr. Weedy. Paging Dr. Weedy. Please report to Muggle with a Mic. Hey everyone, welcome to the Muggle with a Mic Doctor's Lounge, where we get expert information from our medical correspondent, Dr. Weedy. Today's segment will focus on injuries in the Star Wars universe. We asked Dr. Weedy, if one is stabbed with a lightsaber to the medial right lower quadrant, what is the likelihood of survival? Does the saber cauterize the wound? This is in reference to when both Reva and the Grand Inquisitor are stabbed throughout the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Dr. Weedy's response is as follows. I assume you are asking about a mid-right abdominal wound. Let's establish first, yes, the wound would be cauterized. I base this on having seen numerous limbs dismembered via lightsaber in the Star Wars universe, which did not involve pulsatile arterial bleeding from the proximal 
or stump end of the wound. Thus, the wounds had to have been cauterized. Now, with the cautery power of the lightsaber established, I present the fact that bleeding would not be the more serious issue in an abdominal stab wound via lightsaber. The more serious issues would be the injury to the bowel and possibly the urinary tract. Let's consider the bowel. I would assume the small or large bowel would be opened, spilling their contents into the abdominal cavity, leading to infection, sepsis, and multi-organ system failure within hours. If one were lucky enough to have both ends of the bowel cauterized and completely closed upon injury, you are still dealing with an obstructed bowel. This would be tremendously painful and in need of emergent reconnection, also known as reanastomosis, before said infection and sepsis sets in. Perhaps more immediate would be if you severed the ureter. As you know, the ureter has a very small diameter and would most certainly be closed via cauterization if injured at all. You would almost immediately begin to develop kidney swelling, also known as hydronephrosis, with severe pain and once again potential infection and sepsis. Aside from that, you would probably not experience kidney failure, as you do have two, and the other kidney can accommodate. Now, that being said, I assume medical care has advanced to the point that they could treat these issues with better efficiency and success. So, it's all hypothetical, but fun to consider. And as a Katie note, we do see the Bacta tank utilized multiple times in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Thank you, Dr. Weedy, for your information. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, episode three, part three, they call them. Obi-Wan searches for allies as as he attracts the attention of the Empire threatening the locals. Let's address this topic. The whole crap about Moses Ingram, how she Mm. was treated and everything like that should be condemned and they should Mm. be ashamed of themselves. What did you think of her character? I thought she did a very good job on the character. Were there some things that could be tweaked on the writing aspect? But I think she portrayed it well. What did you guys think? Yeah. So the first two episodes in, I just thought she was kind of like there. But then once, like as the whole series grew and then you get her backstory, which you kind of, it was kind of hinted, you know, you you see that it's her running at the very beginning of the part one of the episode. But then it's confirmed later on in the series that that was her. Yeah, getting her backstory and just kind of, I like that her motivations were not, like, she wanted to kill Vader just simply for revenge, and then, like, she doesn't kill, she has to kill Jedi along the way to do it, so, yeah. Messed up. Right. I I didn't quite get her motivation in the last episode, like, why she was going after Luke, but. I think she was almost on, like, force cruise control, that that was her her mission from the get-go. She's not going to, well, to kill Vader in order to get to vader i don't know but maybe she just felt like she had to do it and then when she actually got to maybe the was she trying she was to was she trying it. to get back at obi-wan or was she like like when we were watching the episode i mean obviously she knew that that kid was adopted because mm-hmm. she said you know you almost seems like you love him like your own and he said he is my own right so 
I'm a little confused on, I mean, did she know it was Leia's brother or did she think maybe it was Obi-Wan's son that like he was raising yeah. and she was trying to get back at Obi-Wan. But I mean, I don't see the point of killing an innocent kid. What, what that would. Right. She didn't know the importance of him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just because Vader whooped her butt. I just, I don't get. I didn't get that either. I almost was. I think her character and story would have been a lot better if it had ended actually at the end of uh, part five of the series. Mm -hmm. But they needed more information in Bale's message. They needed to say, say like Luke is Vader's son. They needed, if they add that little thing, then it made sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that was a weak plot point too. It's like, get a sensitive message like that why wouldn't you delete it as soon as you you know saw it why i mean that was awful convenience just like oh well i had this message and i'm gonna drop this my communicator and then she's gonna pick it up and see it mm -hmm. i mean i didn't have a problem with her character I, I liked it i thought she did a good job no yeah i i think it's um you could easily nitpick the show like there's definitely things that it's like oh that's really that's yeah. really like what they did like that's the choice they were yeah. really going to make there but then i feel like it evens out because yeah. of some of the like over the top moments that they did deliver on it's kind of weird like it could have been a lot better but i almost oh yeah well, Star yeah Wars. i'm not trying to nitpick um i i just like to kind of discuss it's like well how did this work and how did right. that work yeah i'm with you but i think they're talking about having her own series is probably why they didn't kill her off probably i could see that but then it's almost like so what does she do like yeah. what is her motive still i'm still kind of lost on that one i think her I motives think so. changed right yeah i don't know i mean i guess now she's good and she's gonna be a jedi again yeah i'm not crazy about that i don't know i mean yeah maybe she's gonna yeah, help not, hide I luke mean, to keep him safe maybe but you know at some point like Obi-Wan's gonna have to come back and watch over Luke again because like, oh now he's leaving. I'm gonna go off on adventures, but like at a new hope, he's he's been there, he's got a house, he's you know, kind of watching over Luke. So at some point he's gonna come back. Yeah. It doesn't really because we still don't even know how Obi-Wan ends up in his hut, like across the Junless Junlin wastes or whatever. Like yeah. we didn't even get that in this series, which I kind of thought we would by the end, he would be in his hut, but uh, not yet. All right, let's move on to part four because we also have sensor wars to do. So we got four, five, and six to do, which we've kind of talked about six a little bit, but we will get yeah. into part four. Now, I just want to point out at the beginning of all these episodes, do you know the little Star Wars intro where you see the different characters and the lights flash up in front of them? Yeah, that part I usually hit skip on. Yeah. <laughs> in part one, two, and three, they were the same, I think, as other series. So it went... R2-D2, Stormtrooper, BB-8, uh, the girl from Mando from uh, Mandalorian, an Empire droid, Kylo Ren, Mando, C-3PO, and Vader. Then, come part four, it changes. There's some that are the same, but it starts off with the loader droid, Ned-8. Yeah. And then what looks like, I'm not sure what it is, but it looks like one of those, like, like a chemistry table. Hmm. But I, I don't... I think it's supposed to go back to episode two. I don't know. Then C-3PO, Kylo Ren, a pilot helmet, it looks like, like Red 1 or 2 or something, R2-D2, Mando, then Lola makes it, mm. and then Vader. 
Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. That's cool. cool. You know, I never watched that because I'm so excited to watch the episode. I'm just like, skip, skip. Come on, get to the episode. <laughs> so, I mean, that's kind of cool, though, that uh, that they changed it up. A little Easter egg for people that don't skip past it. So I'm going to watch them from now on and see if it changes, like with Ahsoka and with yeah. the, yeah. uh, what's that new one? The spy one. Andor. Andor. There you go. Yeah. One thing we did touch on on uh, part three, mm. um, the fight with Vader and Obi and the 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 fire, like oh yeah, how yeah. Vader is just a menace and just snapping people's necks as he's walking down through there, and then you can tell Kenobi is rattled. And then just dragging him through the fire. Like, you know, every time yeah. Vader gets in that meditation chamber or the back to tank, he is like dreaming of doing that to Obi-Wan. Like, it's yeah. so dark. Oh, absolutely. Now, I will I will say that, like, out of the series, episode six was kind of the highlight for me. And episode three was kind of the one I didn't, I liked the least. Mm. I just, I did not like the reaction Obi-Wan had. He liked saw vader and he just turned around and ran yeah. you know i don't think obi-wan would have done that but other than that i liked it but i just like but you are you saying I mean, that of the obi-wan who you knew from the prequels and from clone wars or we're talking about obi-wan who just killed his friend his brother and went into hiding because he feels responsible yeah. for that and now he's seeing him for the very first time yeah. doing horrendous things so i yeah I just don't, I, and I, to me, yeah, I don't think he would have just turned around and ran. He would have, I think he would have stood up to him. Yeah. But that's just me. I mean. No, yeah, yeah. It goes either yeah. way. It could go right. either way. It'd be interesting to see both ways. Yeah. Well, we kind of did. Because yeah. part six, we kind of saw the yeah. the prepared Obi-Wan who stood up to the fight. So. Yeah. Yeah. But in a way, though, he didn't just kill him. This has been 10 years since they had that fight. Although, I mean, it's the first time he's seen him. Right. So I guess he's had that 10 years to kind of brood and, you know, think about what Relive he did, it. but I don't, I don't know. What? Okay. Did anybody notice this? This just might be me, but when Obi's burning in the fire on the ground, his screams sound exactly mm. like Anakin's on Mustafar. Mm. Mm. I did not notice that, but now I really want to. I did, I did not notice it. No, I do want to go back uh, now that it's over and I've, wa I've watched it a week between episodes. I want to go and binge watch it all together. Yeah. Also, can you guys please explain to me? I'm sorry. I was jumping into part four and we still need to. There's many things we need to discuss on part three. We, we see that we're introduced to the path. Mm -hmm. And what is the significance? Because I know there was some, but I don't know it of Quinlan. So Quinlan is a Jedi and he actually, he can actually be seen in live action in the Phantom Menace. He's like sitting way off to the back of one of the tables on Tatooine when Qui-Gon walks by. But anyways, the big cameo. Yeah. Like he, he was, uh, he was more so way more prominent in the books and mm. comics based around the Clone Wars. And he does make an appearance in the Clone Wars series. I think that's the only other times we've seen him like on screen. But, so it makes sense that I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's got a lot, a lot, a lot of backstory that fleshes his character out. He became a big fan favorite because of all the comics that he's in. Okay. He's, he's more of like a gray type Jedi. Like he, 
he's a Jedi, but he does things with a dark twist. Like he's not all good, but he's not all all bad either. But well, just like us. Yeah. Kind of like Mace Windu. Yeah. Similar to Mace. Only I think Mace was more respected and more uh refined with how he made his decisions, but then Quinlan yeah. was just reckless and he yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, right. <laughs> Keeping things interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are we good on episode three? I think so. Other than we're introduced to Tala, but yes. Tala, and also, okay, I guess we're not good on episode three. Uh, the checkpoint with uh, the cheese slicer that is the stormtrooper. <laughs> that was brutal. I was not prepared for that laser to just slice him in half like that but well and that whole situation was leia's fault because obi told her to not talk and follow mm -hmm. my and and they wouldn't have been on that transport so yep that was uh oh the guy from scrubs that did the voice of uh zach that braff? Alien. i think it was zach braff yeah google that to the googles to the googles scrubby one kenobi zach braff yep that did not sound like him it didn't, no. I, because I, I kept on the whole time. It's like, who is that? And I had to look it up. And huh. yeah, it sure was. That's like uh, Jason Sudeikis in the first Mando series. Mando. I, I knew him immediately mm, when I yeah. heard his voice. Yeah. Okay, part four for realsies. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi plots a daring mission into enemy territory. So mm -mm. the um, the Inquisitors have Leia, and we get to see... Fortress, how do they say it? Fortress. Is it Fortress Inquisitorious? Let's Is go that... with that because I was going to say Fortress Inquititis. <laughs> <laughs> Expecto Patronum. Yeah. <laughs> I did, you know, I thought it was fun throwback in this episode seeing uh, Obi-Wan use the mouth breather like from yeah. the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. I liked that a lot too. That mm -hmm. was good. Can we all yeah. dis also discuss how apparently force users don't get wet when they get out of the water? He had, a force, he had a force shield. That's okay. Bubble. I've been talking to people yeah. on Twitter in a group, and I said that too, but they said they they contradicted that. I can't remember what the reason was, but it was legit. So I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Continuity error. <laughs> right. It could have been. <laughs> and what's the SpongeBob things? A few moments later. Did... <laughs> yeah. But didn't they, if memory serves in the Phantom Menace, didn't they do that when they were in Utagunga when they came through? But they were saying, oh, that's the force fields around the, you know, the yeah, city. They had when like they went an actual it, it kinda... bubble there, didn't they? Yeah. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. But I think that was the same thing. I think it, that they, when they came out of the water, they weren't, weren't wet. Cannon. It's Jedi magic. <laughs> that's right. All right. Um, so Obi wakes up in the back to tank. Tala tells him, you failed, Obi-Wan. Leia is gone. We, you don't have her anymore. Ooh. Oh, okay. Please explain to me, the people in the ca in the cases down in the basement, what's that all about? Those are I just, just trophies. Just Jedi? Like they were Jedi that they, I, were they killed or were they just in suspended animation? Because they, that's the thing I didn't get. I didn't know if they were alive or they were just dead and entombed. I think they were dead because Obi-Wan says something along the lines of this is a tomb. Right. So I, I took it as they were dead. Um, yeah. 
but they're I, so they didn't really show any prominent Jedi. They did show um, Tara Sanube. He's from the Clone Wars. Is that the guy with the? Yeah, the little like whisker type. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was in Clone Wars, and then that was really it. They threw out that was the youngling was. Yeah, I think the, the one everyone would know. Yes. Yeah. Right. He had the same expression on his face too. Mm-hmm. Sickening. Yeah, I like too that it was like. Right when everyone sees that, it kind of clicks. It's like, oh, these people are capable of anything. So he's like, starts freaking out and like, we got to find Leia now. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when they show the youngling last. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. How, what did you think about the Reva and the Leia interrogation scene? Phil. Um, it was fine. I mean, I liked it. <laughs> It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, <laughs> we waited so long for the I mean, answer and we get it was fine <laughs> it was fine i mean nothing really stands out i'm trying to remember it doesn't i mean i remember seeing it but nothing like really jumped out the thing that jumped out to me was first lola trying to help and it didn't work and then the line of leia you know well let's just tell my father we're on the right on the same side right and then she took lola and bugged her, her in her yeah yeah so did she know, like, did she know they were going to escape or was she eventually going to let them loose so she could track down the rebels? I mean, I think it was a backup plan. I think it was a backup. Yeah. Because she even said to Vader, it's like, oh, I'm uh, tracking them. Yeah. Because yeah, she'd much rather get Obi-Wan there and take him there. But if he happens to get there and can get out again, then he, she has a backup plan. Right. Yeah. Yep. What were your thoughts, Robbie? Oh, that this episode was like my, my least favorite episode. So it's like I could have done with a maybe a little less of the interrogation and a little more like Obi-Wan trying to run through the halls and I guess more put up more of a fight on the way out, like like Phil was saying earlier, the whole sneaking Leia under the raincoat. The, uh, the raincoat. <laughs> yeah, that didn't that didn't work for me. But I don't know how no one <laughs> caught them. They got through yeah. all of the. I just have yeah. no literally idea. like two hundred like Imperials just didn't notice. But they would they would be like, you need to go to the medical bay because you have some <laughs> some kind of growth on your hip. <laughs> you need to go to the medical bay. You have a massive tumor on your right hip, sir. You need to get this checked out. <laughs> I did like seeing the snow speeders in that episode. Yeah, that was a good callback. Help me out, snow speeders. Um, from Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Pew 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 pew. So that's blanking. I'm blanking from where they were in the episode. At the end, like when they went out on the kind of the deck. Are we talking about the flying ships? Is that is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't mm-hmm. know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just the same model ship that we see in um, Empire on Hoth. Yeah. Okay. And we had we've never seen them in canon ever since. Empire, right? Was that the only other time? For uh-uh. Yeah. So it was a I good callback. So. The reason yep. I didn't notice them because they weren't on a wintry planet, maybe. Yeah. They didn't stand out as much, right? And to tell you the truth, this will probably anger some people. I do know the prequels better than the originals. I just do. No, well, that's a thumbs up from, <laughs> from Robbie. And then I'm Which assuming one? The, from the Phil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it's balance, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. I, Robbie and I are less of an age apart than Phil and I. So I, yeah. I did watch them. Honestly, I was not a Star Wars fan growing up. Then it is Robbie's fault that I am now. But 
when I was a kid, I did watch the prequels. I just didn't understand what was going on, but I watched them all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, they were on a yeah. Spike TV. Well, there was a lot of political mm -hmm. stuff yeah. in the, yep. the prequels. That's true. Yeah, it was political. It, it did get political, but yeah. uh, it never goes well when things get political. Yeah, every. It's, I'm sure it's everyone's dream to go see the new Star Wars and they're talking about the taxation of trade routes and all that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. man, this is what we waited 20 years for. Kids are going to love this. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Kids love politics. <laughs> Good old George Lucas. Yep, kids are going to love it. <laughs> That's my George Lucas impression. You know what? United Nations is really big right now. <laughs> Model UN, kids are in it all the time. Let's uh, incorporate that. They'll be glued to the movie screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's pretty much. Oh, one more little thing. When he's escaping, we see him. He's used the force when Leia's falling. Now he's using the force again to stop the glass from breaking. What did we oh, think yeah. about that scene? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was cool. I, I mean... That's one thing the series did do well was handle Kenobi's spiritual journey. Like he he's very broken in the beginning and he gets his mojo and his moxie back by six. And it it's a slow build, but each episode he's progressing more and more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Phil? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cool. That was like one of the best parts, I think, of that episode. Is mm -hmm. when they were trying to escape. And, and I actually kind of thought that that mirrored like when he was on the Death Star a lot and, and the New Hope where he was sneaking around the hallways. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it did. It had a similar vibe too. And he even uses that little force uh, noise to distract the troopers. And I was just yeah. going to say that. Yeah. That was a training wheels practice before he did the class. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hey everyone, it's not a surprise that when Phil, Robbie, and I get together to talk Star Wars, that it's going to take a while, especially if we're talking about an entire series in the Star Wars universe. So this concludes part one of our Obi-Wan Kenobi series. You can listen to part two, where we continue our conversation on Obi-Wan Kenobi, where we address episode five, episode six, the finale. And we also have episode three of Sensor Wars, where Phil and Robbie go head to head to fill in the blank. You don't want to miss it. It's, it is truly, I'm not just saying this, just so that you'll listen. It's the truth. It is a nail biter and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening and tune in to the next episode of Muggle with a Mike.